Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of Under the Tree with T. Wow, I can't believe it's already episode 3 of season 2, but here we go. And the year is flying, we are in June already. So I'm excited to be talking about one of my favorite topics on today's episode, gut health. So for this episode, this is part one of the gut health episodes. And in the next episode, I'm excited to have an expert guest who's going to be delving deeper with us into gut health. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing my personal story in terms of gut health. So the area that I'm focusing on under the umbrella of gut health is bloating. The reason why I'm sharing my personal story is because my issues with bloating when I got to my late 20s were so bad. And in that time, I started to frantically search for a solution. It was that whole journey of searching for a solution that gave me that inspiration and motivation to become a fitness trainer and also to make sure that I had nutrition qualifications added to my training. And that whole journey with my own personal gut health led me to have an interest in core strength. So I added additional qualifications and core strength to my fitness training. So to me, when I thought about it, my gut health, particularly when I thought of my bloating around my tummy and then thought about exercises to do with the core, it all pointed to the center of the body being such an important part of our bodies. And that was one of the reasons why I then focused on nutrition and also focused on the core strength aspect. Before I go into my personal story, I'm going to give a definition of the gut. What is the gut exactly? What is gut health and why is it so important? The gut is more popularly referred to as the digestive system. It's also known as the gastrointestinal system, gastrointestinal tract or the digestive tract. So the gut is actually made up of a group of organs Because a lot of people think that the gut is that area just below the belly button. But it actually starts further up in the body. So the group of organs that make up the gut includes the mouth, the esophagus, stomach, pancreas, liver, gallbladder, small intestine, and the large intestine. So the large intestine includes the colon, rectum, and anal canal. Our gut is crucial because this is the main center that is absorbing our nutrients and water and providing the building blocks for our bodies to live, to function and to stay healthy. So our gut is crucial for our gastrointestinal health and also crucial for several other functions. So for example, the gut acts as a switchboard between itself and our brain So good gut health connects to good emotional and mental health. 
Also, a whopping 70% of our immune system functions are housed within the gut. So the gut is really crucial for warding off infections and diseases. Other functions that the gut supports the body with include skin health and hormone balance. Right, so I'd love to share my personal story in terms of gut health, mainly to do with bloating. So I'm 40 years old now. For those who don't know me or it might be your first time listening into the podcast. But when I got to my late 20s, so about 28, 29, I started to have serious issues with bloating. Looking back, I think that this was really connected to how I had viewed my body and what people had said to me about my body that I took on from when I was really young. So from maybe the age of 10 all the way through my teens up into my 20s. What I remember till this day is that from about age 10, that's when those voices of people who would tell me that I was too lanky, I was too skinny, I looked sick, began to get louder and louder in my head. I really saw that as criticism and I started to look at my body with a really critical eye and think, why am I so skinny? Why can't I put on any weight? And to be fair, when I was a baby, my late mom told me that I never used to want to eat. That's definitely changed now. I'm someone with a very good appetite and people actually get surprised at how much I eat, believe it or not. Um, but when I was younger, it was very hard for me to eat. I just didn't have a good appetite. One of the questions I still get asked is, why does it matter if someone is criticizing you because you look too slim or they say you're too skinny? Guys, no matter what size you are, it still hurts when people criticize your body or say it's too this or too that. Body shaming is real and it hurts just the same regardless of what size you are. Needless to say, when I got to my early 20s, I had quite a complex about my body in terms of my size. So I was someone who was always into fitness. So I loved my weights. I loved running. I loved exploring different types of exercise. So I started doing Pilates, yoga. I always had that fierce passion for fitness. But I just always used to think, why can't I put on any more weight why am I not curvy? You know, beautiful women are curvy. Um, you know, they're just bigger than what I am. So to get to that size, I started to eat. And the way I saw it, if I wanted to get bigger, I had to eat the foods that were unhealthy, the foods that had high fat content so that I could put on weight. So I did put on weight and it was mainly around my hips, my butt, upper thighs, and then in particular, my tummy. So I remember that by the time I got to 27 years old, and I was still in the UK then, I was pulling my pants up over my tummy and not understanding why my tummy just kept growing while everything else, yes, I did put on a little bit of weight, but it wasn't as, um, as much as my tummy area. 
So besides my tummy expanding, I think the biggest thing that happened within me was that I lost my confidence. I didn't feel comfortable anymore because I was constantly trying to suck in my tummy or put my pants over my my belly area. And you know, some people would say, oh, but you know, you were still pretty slim looking. So does it matter? Yes, it did matter because I felt so uncomfortable. I didn't feel like my clothes looked good when I wore them. And that's a really big factor for a lot of people. You want to be able to look in the mirror and think, wow, I look good and feel good about yourself from within. I started dipping in my confidence. And I think that even showed even in the romantic relationship that I was in, I would get embarrassed for my partner to see that part of my body. And that's when I knew that things were not going well in terms of my tummy area. Another thing as well was that I was just in a lot of pain. So I had a lot of gas. I wasn't going to the toilet as often as I should do. So a lot of constipation. And I was always feeling uncomfortable in my, in my tummy area. Or sometimes just having a lot of pangs of pain throughout the day. So at this point of my journey... I started also planning to emigrate to Australia. So this was when I was age 27. But at that point, I really wanted help with what was going on with my gut. And my first point of contact was with a nutritionist who was also a personal trainer. Now, at this point, I hadn't even thought about starting fitness. I was still in law, practicing in criminal and property law. But I loved that the person I went to really taught me a lot about nutrition and how everything starts with nutrition and how important gut health is in terms of reducing my bloating, the constipation that I was having and the pain that I was experiencing in my tummy. So the first thing that we did together was just clean up my diet. So really removing all those unhealthy food habits that I'd built up because I was having McDonald's probably three, four times a week because I was also working long hours as a lawyer. I would just get takeout most of the time when I was coming home and I was having maybe one or two meals a day. So we really focused on cleaning up my diet. And because I have such a sweet tooth, it was about finding alternatives to the unhealthy foods that I was having before. So for example, for my sweet tooth, I started looking at protein bars. So I went through several before I found the ones that I liked, but that was something that really helped me. Another thing that we introduced together was having more meals throughout the day. So that's where I learned that for me, my body functions best and looks at its best when I have five to six meals a day. So I have my three main meals, um, the bigger meals, and then I have the snacks in between. And that works really well for me. And I understand that this won't work for everybody. It's not a blanket rule, but for me, it just suited my body perfectly. So because the person I went to was a personal trainer as well, the exercise tied in with the nutrition made such an absolute difference. So my bloating reduced drastically until I didn't feel any of that uncomfortable pain in my tummy, my core really toned up because I was doing the exercise as well that had been recommended by my personal trainer. So I felt fantastic. 
But as I got closer and closer to moving to Australia, my stress started really picking up. So you can just imagine I'm moving my whole life to another country. I don't know what it is that's waiting for me on the other side of the UK. And I'd been in the UK for 10 years. So I was really scared. I was so scared. And as I got closer to moving time, the bloating came back. So stress can cause bloating because stress stimulates the body's fight or flight response. So for myself, the impacts were indigestion, constipation, and of course, the bloating came back again. About four weeks before I moved to Australia, I then got a severe attack of eczema. So I'd had eczema when I was really young, but the stress brought on a massive attack of eczema on my body. So the eczema was around my legs, so all over my legs, there were blotches and pimples and it was so itchy. It was so itchy. It just burnt. And I went to the doctor and tried to use several creams, but nothing worked. Absolutely nothing worked. So I got to Australia in March of 2008, riddled with eczema. Bloating had started again and I was not happy. I was so low in confidence then and just not feeling good within. I think what I remember from that time is that feeling of low self-esteem and poor confidence that I had. And it started to play out in the way that I carried myself, the things that I wore, the way I interacted with my then partner and also the way I interacted with other people. So that was not a, a fun time for me emotionally and mentally. I would probably say that I probably dipped into a little bit of um, a depressive state. I just wasn't happy. And looking back, at that point, I'd moved to Cairns in Australia. So that's north of Australia in a state called Queensland. And it is so hot there. <laughs> it's so hot. So I was walking around wearing long pants all the time, covering my body up because of the eczema. And I just got to a point where I thought, oh my goodness, there has to be a solution. The good nutrition that I'm having is not working. What else can I do? So after a lot of searching, I found a great naturopath in Cairns. And what she did was she did further testing. So in terms of her testing to help my gut health, she did things like a mouth swab, for example. So she got some saliva and she was able to see in depth the things that I needed to help me with my gut health. So those things were taking a closer look at my nutrition and changing certain things, making it super clean. So, for example, she added more greens for me at breakfast and then also taking certain supplements so some of the supplements that I started taking were bentonite. So bentonite is a clay and you can either drink it or you can also put it on your body. So for myself, I was drinking it and I was also putting it on my eczema all over my legs. Another supplement that I really loved and made such a difference to my gut health was one called intestamine. This is really good because it helps with reducing inflammation in the gut area. 
So one of the ingredients that it has that is great in doing this is slippery elm bark. In terms of seeing results with completely having my eczema disappear and my bloating reducing, it probably took about three to four months to see a visible difference. So the key thing was for me to be consistent and patient. And I also had to do a lot of work with my emotional mental health because my confidence really dipped. You wouldn't think it now when you look at me that I had low self-esteem, but I really did. And because of things that had happened in childhood as well, I didn't really grow up with a good self-esteem. And this is definitely a topic for another episode where I will share more in terms of low self-esteem and really go deeper into my story. Because I think, you know, over the years, I've shared snippets of my story, but I haven't really opened up and I'm ready to open up now. Like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm ready to tell my story. I own it. It's my story. And I know that by sharing my story at a deeper level, it will help somebody else out there. About four months and I got to a happy ending in terms of sorting out my gut health at that time. And over the years since then, since the age of 28 to now, I regularly go to naturopaths. I absolutely love the services they offer. And I tend to go probably once to twice every two years just to get a check. And I've also noticed that there are certain periods in my life from the age of 28 till now being 40 where my body has has switched into a different mode. So it switched into a different mode at about age 32 again at 35, again at 39. And I would say now I'm in a new season. So there've been a few shifts and I've always used naturopaths to help support me in a natural way in terms of helping my gut health. So I absolutely love that within the health profession, there's so many different professionals that can assist us with our gut health. You know, you have nutritionists, naturopaths, dietitians. There's so many resources out there. And having said that, I'm super excited that in the next episode, I'm going to have an expert on who's going to be answering some questions on gut health and just giving you a more in-depth expert um, view on how you can help yourself with your gut health what are the foods that you can eat to boost your gut health and so on so i'm really looking forward to you hearing that make sure you check out part two of my gut health episodes i hope you enjoyed listening to my personal story on my own journey with my gut health so i find that you know as i go through life as long as I keep a regular check on my gut health, everything else falls into place with my health. So I'm happier and I feel better as well within. And if you're not already following, make sure you head to Instagram and follow Fitness to a T. The handle is at fitness to a T and on Facebook, it's fitness to a T. 
You can also check out my website at www.fitnesstoat.com.au. Otherwise, everyone, thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you in the next episode. Thank you.